What's the wallpaper we have? Oh, it's stars. This is my son's bedroom. We uh, have the best acoustics in this room. <laughs> so you from your son's bedroom and me from my closet will have a conversation. Exactly. It's all about padding. <laughs> Sound acoustics. Yes. Awesome. This is Jigger Shaw, and we called him on a day he was working from home. He's the director of the loan programs office at the Department of Energy, where his job is to loan out an enormous pot of money, around $400 billion. The goal is financing the country's newest green energy projects, jumpstarting things like electric car battery manufacturing and hydrogen fuel. Did you always want to work in government? Never. This is my first role in government, and I'm still surprised <laughs> I'm here. You know, I mean, like, I, right. I was... I just love the idea of all these new cool technologies that we invented, frankly, back in the 70s, actually finding, you know, their success. The loans coming from Shaw's office could have a major role in shaping America's energy future. I really do think we're going to look back at this moment in time and think this is when America got its mojo back. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Tuesday, June 13th. Coming up on the show, the person in charge of a $400 billion program to make green energy happen. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. The Department of Energy's Loan Programs Office has been around for many years. One of its big achievements was helping to get the electric car maker Tesla off the ground. And last year, the office got a big boost. President Biden signed a new law that gave the office hundreds of billions of dollars to loan out. The person in charge of that is Jigger Shaw. So how would you define your current job? Yeah, I am the director of the Department of Energy's Loan Programs Office. And, you know, we're in charge of figuring out how to help entrepreneurs who have fantastic ideas cross that bridge to bankability so they can be accepted by commercial banks and, you know, Wall Street and others who are afraid of new technology and afraid of being the first. Bankability isn't a word I've heard before. Well, you know, that's because it's a word I made up. I mean, that's <laughs> sort of how this works is you try to get new words into the dictionary. It's one of my, you know, like goals in life. And you want bankability to be your word? It's unfortunately one that's followed me around for 20 years. It's funny. So I started in the solar industry many moons ago. And um, 
Even to this day, if you go to a solar conference, people will use that word that I helped create. They'll say, well, that technology is not bankable, right? Meaning a bank will not accept that technology. It will not allow that technology. It has not been pre-cleared by them. Banks often find new technologies too risky to finance. And Shah came up against that problem firsthand. In 2003, he founded a solar energy company, then called Sun Edison. The idea behind the company was a new way to finance rooftop solar. But Shah found himself running into that bankability problem. Yeah, so I started off as a mechanical engineer, right? I'm still a mechanical engineer. And when I started my first company, you know, I thought it would be a technocratic solution, right? I created this thing, the solar panels work, you know, Whole Foods wants to buy the power, This is great. I'm just going to walk over to my local bank and get a loan, right? Dumb me. He says the bank wouldn't give him a loan because it was worried if his venture failed, it'd never get its money back. Eventually, Shaw got a loan for Sun Edison, and the company would grow to become one of North America's largest home solar providers. But Shaw has seen the bankability problem play out over and over throughout his career. Solar was where I started, but then... You know, then I did lithium-ion batteries and renewable natural gas. And I mean, there's lots of sectors that that I've been involved in that have gotten across that bridge to bankability, but the pathway was not the same each time. At the loan program's office, Shah is now trying to get other projects across the line, many of which require massive funding. It's always a billion-dollar project, whether it's a -a first-of-a-kind scale of hydrogen or of a transmission line deployment. Once you decide to make it at scale and you actually want it to be cost effective, it's a billion dollars. And then when you go to the local bank or Wall Street or an infrastructure fund and say, you need to put in 80% debt so I can put in 20% equity and get this done. They're like, what are you talking about? We are not going to come in on the first, second, third or fourth one of these sets. We might come in on the fifth deal. And so my job is to fund the first four. And you have hundreds of billions of dollars to do this with. Well, the American taxpayers have hundreds of billions of dollars. And they've asked me to help these folks get across this bridge to bankability. Well, why should the government be funding these projects? Shouldn't that be coming from the private sector? God, I wish. Yes, Yes, it should be coming from the private sector. But my entire career is a testament to the private sector not wanting to do this stuff, right? And so my hope is the private sector puts us out of a job because Lord Almighty, if you talk to our applicants, they would much prefer a streamlined process through the private sector than the bureaucratic process that I'm forced to do here at the loan programs office. They're in my office because the private sector won't step up. Since Shah's office got its new injection of cash, he's identified a wide variety of projects to fund, like hydrogen energy, EV batteries, and wider access to home solar panels. The way the money gets handed out is that each project has to submit a detailed proposal, which then goes through many layers of approval. I don't get to decide what's worth supporting, right? There's a statute that says, if you meet this requirement, then you shall get a loan. 
right? So all I'm doing is checking to see whether they qualify to get the loan. And if they put the work in, then I'll give them a loan. I'm not saying you go first because you're an administrative priority. As soon as someone finishes their paperwork and actually gets it in properly, we process the loan and give them a loan. And does that kind of bureaucratic process put off some people? Of course it does. I mean, when I first came into office, I looked at all of the things we were asking for. We recognized that half of what we were asking for we didn't need. So we have streamlined the process. And for people who are fully prepared, we've been able to get them through the office in six months. But most folks take a good 12 months. And, you know, that's what the taxpayers require us to do. They require us to make sure that we're really protecting taxpayer dollars through the office. What are you hoping to achieve through this role? What's your big picture goal? So phase one was just getting this whole system to work, getting people to believe in us and fill out all the paperwork and try to get money out of our office and all those things. And we're on track there now. We have $121 billion of loan requests that we're processing and, and we're putting out announcements, you know, uh, several every month. And so that, that part's working. Right. And so my second goal here is to get American capitalism to learn how to do big things again. It forgot. It was optimizing for returns and not optimizing for human wellness and figuring out how to do big, gnarly, difficult problems again. For 40 years, we've asked these entrepreneurs to go to Asia or Europe or other places and said, why don't you take American technology and scale it up over there, right? And now we're saying, no, bring that back. We're tying it to the American worker and we want to scale it up here. And I want us to get our mojo back. And one of the big things that Shah is looking to fund is nuclear power, which is low in carbon emissions. Even before Shah took over, the Loan Programs Office was working to encourage nuclear power production. But it's been a struggle. The reason we're not shutting down coal plants fast enough is not because of a lack of options. It's because people don't believe that we can build nuclear power in this country. And that's sad. Right. It takes an extraordinary amount of skilled labor, welders, et cetera, to be able to build a nuclear plant. It requires electric utilities to believe that they can do the project management. And obviously, almost all of those things failed with the Vogel nuclear plant. The Vogel plant is about to start operating. And when it's done, it will be the country's largest nuclear power plant. It was funded in part by the Loan Programs Office but it took longer and cost more than it was projected to. Through sheer persistence and grit, we're going to get that thing turned on in the next couple of weeks. And we're going to have the first new nuclear reactors in years here. And now Tennessee Valley Authority is building nuclear reactors. Ontario Power Group in Canada is doing it. We have a partnership there. I've got 20 utility companies calling me saying, you know what, Jigger, I didn't believe that my people could do this, but you've given us the confidence to try again. And... That makes me feel fantastic. But some lawmakers in Washington aren't on board with what Shah's office is doing, partly because of one deal that went wrong over a decade ago. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. 
It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Voice API, you get comprehensive call analytics, virtual assistance, automated speech recognition, and text-to-speech benefits across multiple languages. Developers can add smart voice functionalities into your app, giving your customers an easier way to reach you. And you can start collecting real-time data to drive more meaningful engagement to move your business forward. Learn more at Vonage.com. It began in September 2009, with Vice President Joe Biden on a video link announcing a federal stimulus loan for Solyndra. Solyndra was a solar panel manufacturer in Fremont, California. The company was granted more than $500 million in government loans under the Obama administration. But then, about a year and a half later, Solyndra failed. Solyndra filed for bankruptcy in August, closing its doors and laying off more than 1,000 employees. Solyndra defaulted on its government loan, and the Department of Energy also found it had misrepresented facts to get the loan in the first place. What has the impact of Solyndra been? It was a bad decision, right? It wasn't illegal, there wasn't any corruption or whatever else, but it certainly did not meet the reasonable prospect of repayment, right, which is the standard we have now. We have really top-notch risk managers now and portfolio managers, so that deal would never make it through this office. But, you know, the program was dormant for 10 years because of that. What if your office backs the wrong bets? Like, what's the risk? We will for sure. We will for sure. But, you know, like, we have to get comfortable with risk in this country. Now, we're really good at what we do, to be clear. I mean, it is no picnic to get through our office. And so every single company that we give a loan to deserve that loan. We still take execution risk. So they could, like, not execute well. And we would lose money on that loan. And that's okay. The Secretary of Energy has said that multiple times on stage. So has, you know, have folks in the White House, et cetera. And so, you know, when it occurs, which it will occur, we'll see what the political, you know, blowback is, depending on which company, in which sector, in which state fails first. But there will be failures in this crop of loans that we're putting out the door as well. How much do you feel partisan politics in your job? I'm sure it's there, but, you know, I mean, I'm not a partisan. I mean, I've tried my best every day to build hard infrastructure, and a lot of that's in red counties and in blue cities and all sorts of places. And so, you know, like, I'm a problem solver that tries to solve things, but I'm sure that partisan politics will (laughs) enter my world at inconvenient times on a regular basis. And do you fear or do you think that the results of the next election could change your mandate? I mean, I can't think about that, right? I mean, I've been given this gift where as someone who immigrated here from India and grew up in a small town in Illinois, I've been able to, you know, realize my dreams in full. And I've been able to help the next generation of entrepreneurs 
find that same sort of opportunity. And if I only get to do that for four years, I mean, you know, I think that's great. Right now, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm helping inspire people to do more than they thought they could do, right? And it's awesome. We are helping people um, get off of coal, figure out solutions to clean drinking water. I think we have to commercialize those technologies here first before we do that. Jigger, thank you so much. My pleasure. That's all for today, Tuesday, June 13th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Special thanks to Scott Patterson and Amrit Ramkumar for their help with this episode. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.